This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. It is Women's History Month, and we are celebrating all month long here on Learned It from an 80s Song. Let me take you back in time. There are findings of International Women's Day dating back as early as 1911, but it wasn't until 1978 in Santa Rosa, California, that we saw this celebration of women gain momentum. The Education Task Force of Sonoma County, California, held the first Women's History Week, and they selected the week of March 8th, which corresponded with International Women's Day. In 1979, the huge success of this event was discussed at the Women's History Conference chaired by historian Dr. Gerda Lerner at Sarah Lawrence College. Participants were so inspired by this event that they began to host similar events in their location. Then, in 1980, President Jimmy Carter proclaimed that the week of March 8th would be Women's History Week. Here's a quote from his presidential address in 1980. Quote, from the first settlers who came to our shores, from the first American Indian families who befriended them, men and women have worked together to build this nation. Too often, the women were unsung and sometimes their contributions went unnoticed. But the achievements, leadership, courage, strength, and love of women who built America was as vital as that of the men whose names we all know so well. As Dr. Gerda Lerner has noted, quote, women's history is women's right. It is an essential and indispensable heritage from which we draw pride, comfort, courage, and long-range vision, end quote. Now, Women's History Week continued annually until 1987 when it became Women's History Month. The song I chose for you today that best resonates with the story I'm going to tell you is, can I get a drum roll, please? (laughs) Women's Work by Kate Bush, 1989. Now, for those of you who have not heard this song, you need to listen to it right away. In fact, I would even recommend pausing this episode, listening to the song, and then coming back because the song is magic. It's absolutely beautiful. The message is profound. The way it's sung is palpable. You can feel what's going on in the song. Now, it was first released in 1988 from the movie She's Having a Baby. Then it was re-released on her album in November of 1989. The song actually climbed to number 25 on the UK charts. But get this, 
In 2005, it became the number three most downloaded song from the movie that it was in called Walk Away and I Stumble. Then in 2012, it became number 63 on the UK charts because it was covered on Britain's Got Talent. So guys, if you haven't heard the song, listen to it. It's beautiful. I love the song. I actually can't listen to the song without getting tears in my eyes because it's just beautiful. I'm going to tell you the story first, and then I'll tell you about how the song resonates with the story that I'm going to tell you right now. I'm at the top of my game, living in Chicago, managing the largest fitness facility in the country, working at Harpo Studios. And I even had a small psychotherapy practice. Then my husband says, "Hun, I have this amazing opportunity in California, and I think we need to take it. Six months later, we pack up and move to sunny California where I know no one, and I have to start all over again. About a year later, I get calls from fitness DVD production companies. Hooray for Hollywood. Then I get my first call back and it sounds a little like this. Hi, Patricia. It's Adrian. We just love your work, but you know, you're a really big girl and I just don't know how we'll ever have backup girls for you. The next calls sound somewhat similar. And then they told me my chance was coming. Just don't go off and get pregnant. Then I get the call from the largest DVD manufacturing company in the world. Patricia, you're our girl and we can't wait to feature you in our next abs DVD. I respond, thank you, Becky. I need to let you know that I'm five months pregnant. She responds, oh, well, we can't put you in front of camera, not for an abs DVD. Well, folks, that lit a fire under me. I will produce my own prenatal DVD. I hired a production team, booked a studio, hired hair and makeup, designed the set, created the content, created the logos, box design, custom made fitness outfits, and the list goes on and on. I will film this DVD in my last trimester and call it Belly Beautiful Workout. This DVD will allow pregnant women to feel beautiful no matter their shape or size. It's my third trimester screening. I can't wait to see my baby. My husband, who's a physician, is there, the doctor and the doctor's student. I reminded them, don't tell me the sex of the baby. We want to be surprised. I hear mumbling. Do you see this shadow? They keep pressing into my abdomen over and over again. The hush talk continues. I study their faces and search for any clue as to what is going on. My husband joins in their discussion, lying there with my giant belly and fully exposed. My heart is racing. It became hard to breathe. Okay, what's going on? I am told my baby has a rare lung defect. They tell me they don't know what the outcome will be. We just need to wait and watch for the entire last trimester. Two times a week, the doctors check in on him. Yes, 
It's a boy. Apparently, this rare lung defect occurs in 99% of males. It's okay that we know the gender. I mean, at this point, I do not want any more surprises. I am one week away from filming the DVD that I had poured all of my time and resources into. What should I do? God, I've invested so much in this. Should I just cut my losses and cancel it? But if I choose to film it, could I be memorializing my child in the end? No, no, no. I can't give up on this. If I give up on this, I'm giving up on him and I can't give up on my baby. Jeffrey is now 11 years old. He is healthy. He is happy. Belly Beautiful Workout Volumes 1, 2, and 3 have received many awards. I did not lose hope because losing hope means you're giving up on what and who you love. Now, this uh, story, how it best resonates with the song is really by the lyrics. And I can feel when Kate is singing, I can just feel her dilemma. I can feel the pain. It's palpable, like I had mentioned earlier. And and that's how I felt. I, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Would I lose uh, would I lose Jeffrey? You know, I, I didn't know at that time. So I went to so many dark places, uh, in my mind and, and here's, here's some of the lyrics from the song that you can hear the dilemma that I may have might, might've been feeling during that time. Pray God you can cope this woman's world. I know you've got a little life in you yet. I know you've got a lot of strength left. Just those two lines represent so much as I you know, felt like I needed to have hope. I needed to keep that strength. So that's how that resonates. But then also it resonates with how I felt about my baby, how I felt about Jeffrey. I wanted him you know, to feel that strength and I knew he had life in him. And I just kept that hope through that last trimester and into the first 18 months of of his year until he had his surgery. Then it says, I should be crying, but I just can't let it show. I should be hoping, but I can't stop thinking. And sometimes our our mind gets in the way, right? We just think, we think we have catastrophic thinking. And with that, it's hard to maintain hope. So oftentimes I had to push away all of those uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda in my head. You know, I I blame myself during that time. You know, I had those thoughts of self-doubt and how did I somehow cause this to happen? Did I do something wrong? And then just being able to push all of that aside and just maintain that hope. That's what the song represents women that we we carry children right um they're with us forever we the once a child always you're they're always attached to your heart right and we're always thinking of them we want them to be safe and what a gift it is as women that we can feel this level and that's why i, I think the song resonated also cuz if you listen to it you can just feel the lyrics. You can feel the pain. You can feel the dilemma, the push, the pull, uh, the level of depth that as women, we get to feel this attachment to our children and this 
to life, to, to giving life. Right. And honestly, I, every day I, every, it's an everyday practice for me. And ever since he, you know, is okay. It was like every best case scenario after he was born, I was very, very lucky. And I, I realize how lucky I am that I had every best case scenario and that his surgery was su- successful. But I look at Jeffrey every night uh, when he allows me to kiss him goodnight. You know how that is. He's 11 now. I look at him with gratitude. I look at him and I, I thank God for him. I thank God that he's in my life. And I thank God I didn't lose hope. So listen to the song, guys. Uh, and with that, I will tell you my via strengths assessments as well as actually I'm going to throw in my Gallup uh, Clifton strengths as well and how these strengths help me get through this really challenging time. So first off, my top five for my Gallup uh, Clifton strengths are individualization, achiever, positivity, and communication, ideation. So those are my top five for that. And then my top, I'm going to throw in, um, I believe, eight on this one. So, and there's a reason for that. So these are my VIA strengths assessment. Uh, my number one is love of learning. And then social intelligence is my number two. Leadership, humor, curiosity, perspective, kindness, and hope. Hope is number eight. So through this, I can tell you which strengths I leaned into and definitely positivity. Positivity, um, it encouraged me to have an optimistic view Um, So with the Gallup uh, Clifton, I use my positivity on a daily basis. I also uh, used Achiever in this because Achiever helped me continue to push uh, forward with this DVD that I was so passionate about. And honestly, it was a labor of love. It is so much goes into producing a DVD, a fitness DVD. um, And I, um, that achiever in me kept me going. Now looking at the via strengths assessments, you know, love of learning I used because it kept my brain active in a positive way. Like I wanted to bring the best prenatal exercises to every pregnant woman that viewed this DVD. So I, I researched everything about the pelvic floor you could imagine um, and how, what are the best exercises to give women and, and, and being able to continue to focus on this helped me continue um, uh, through this challenging time. What I really used uh, the most, I would say, is perspective as well as hope. Obviously, hope is, is expecting the best in the future. And humor, I used uh, as well. And humor has gotten me through so many tough times. And, um, you know, just having my friends around that I could laugh with really kept me going. And my husband, of course, and then my, at the time, my older son, George, you know, um, he also has a great sense of humor and, and, uh, having that with him helped. And then perspective, Perspectives are different ways of looking at the world. And what's interesting, and I'm taking this from Dr. Nemec's book on the research on perspective, and you've heard me say this before in other episodes, but uh, the research highlights one of them is shown to buffer against negative effects of stress and trauma. Now, we all know that the how we feel can influence uh, that of the fetus, right? And by keeping hope and positivity in my stress level down, I leaned into perspective and putting all of this in perspective, listening to the doctors and keeping that hope happening. 
so um, I could keep my stress level down for Jeffrey uh, in utero. All right. So gratitude is one that I currently use. That's It's in my top as well, uh, strengths. And I used it so much uh, during that time to keep myself uplifted. And then more, most of all, after he was born, I was so grateful, like, like I'd mentioned. And there isn't a day that goes by that I do not remember, you know, how lucky I am because I know of many that, that, that have not been as lucky in these type of situations. Looking into, to, to wrap it up, um, action items, guys, I have a very special action item for you and it's going to continue into next week for part two. This is my first part two. And I also just want to take this time to say thank you, uh, with so much gratitude for listening to my podcast. I, a true story. I refuse to look at the statistics on if anybody was even listening to my podcast, because I felt like even if I could inspire one person, like even if one person listened to my podcast, I would be happy. Right. And more recently I, I, I did go in and look at, you know, what was going on with the podcast. Cause I, I did need to, uh, check it out. Um, as a responsible business woman, uh, that's a hard part about being the artist and the business behind it. But I did notice that it's increasing from month to month. So the positivity that I have is that um, thanks to you guys listening and telling your friends about it, my uh, viewership or listening has been uh, going up every month. And I'm just so grateful for you to listen. I just want to take the time since this is, is, is an episode, my episode, I just want to take the time to tell you thank you. All right, here's our action item. You guys ready for this? It is a gratitude activity. Yes. First off, why practice gratitude? Studies show it increases emotional well-being. Uh, people achieve more. People pay it forward. They're more resilient to trauma, less depressed, and better at getting along with others. It also connects us to and boosts. And so it connects us to others and it boosts pro-social behaviors. Now, here's where we're going with this. It is Women's History Week. And my mission, honestly, is to uh, help lift other women up. You know, how can we support one another? So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to create a ripple effect. This is what's going to happen. We're all going to write, and I'm going to do this too, a gratitude letter. And gratitude letters you know, have been researched and proven to boost overall happiness. There is science behind this. And in honor of Women's History Month um, and the notion that kindness is contagious because it is, we're going to create that ripple effect. I want everyone to write a letter of gratitude to a woman in their life that you are grateful for. So I want you to write a letter about somebody you are grateful for, a woman you are grateful for. Now, this isn't just a thank you note, like when you're thanking somebody for a gift, right? This is about writing a letter about being specific and reflective and expressive. Tell your recipient, you know, what they did, what did they do and how that impacted you. So something else I want you to take note of, write the letter, then call that person and read that letter aloud to them. There's also a lot of, uh, a lot of study about testimony, right? 
and they do it. You do it in religion um, and uh, spirituality as well. But there's a lot about testimony and calling that person and and reading that letter aloud to them and letting them hear the words from you. If that makes you uncomfortable for whatever reason, certainly you could send them a copy of it. But there is also so much science behind letter writing as well um, about how how great it is for us to do this. And that's a lost art. I mean, I feel so lucky, you know, that I am a child of the 80s, um, as you guys might imagine um, (laughs) at this point. And, you know, I wrote letters and I saved my letters. I have so many letters from my friends in college and after college and, you know, notes from, from friends growing up. I saved all of those things because they're important and that's a lost art. And I think I'd love to bring letters back to us again. And um, so I'm going to do this activity with you guys. I'll share it with you next week. And then next week, you will also hear other letters that women are going to be saying on the podcast and having their recipient listen to the podcast. So I'm super excited about this, guys. But um, do this activity. Let me know how it goes. I really like to have a little bit more of a dialogue with you guys. And, you know, reach out to me, whether it be on social, uh, Patricia Freiberg, F-R-I-B-E-R-G. You can find me there. You can find me on, on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Coaching, Patricia Freiberg Coaching. And you can also email me. Go to my website, www.patriciafreiberg.com. I, I want to hear from you. I want to know how you were impacted by this. And um, let's just spread some love, guys. Let's lift, some, lift our, our fellow women up. And I want you guys to have a great week. Thank you so much for listening again. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.